All right, part two of the podcast. As I mentioned, all basketball. So if you're looking for the Leafs moratorium, please go to part one, episode 85. We're on to episode 86, part two of this two-part podcast. Let's dive right into it. just finished talking about most embarrassing franchise in sports uh so we decided to bring on a fan of we weren't of- talking about the seattle mariners i oh, thought I we thought- were talking about the knicks i was gonna say you guys talked about the knicks i had this great Look, transition the Le- man into the, the leafs are sad Wildcats. they ain't that sad okay the, you see the sacramento kings I, right. I don't know if anyone i don't know like i think he's a turd i don't know if anyone listened to bill simmons You're podcast right. yeah <laughs> I, he asked a question. Rob, did you listen to it? Be honest. I haven't listened to it yet, but you thinking he's a turd is crazy because like that, I love that guy. I love him too. So Ian just, Ian just doesn't like that he hates all the Raptors. That's fine. So let me ask you. <laughs> by the way, by the way, by the since, way, uh, everyone, Rob Shaw's here. Pod God. Rob Shaw. Host of the no, Shaw's I couldn't help it. I'm back. I'm back. Okay, I Ian's, and it. Ian's back. Go, go. I'm back. Yeah, 2007. To the, since 2007, how many times has the Sacramento Kings been in the lottery? Every I, time. Yeah, every There's time, no every time, but, every one. time but one because they traded their pick because they're excellent. Do you remember what they so, traded the pick for? I know Ian knows. Rob, do you remember I, what they traded the pick for? All right, there's they took popping like I don't. What did they trade it for? They Ian, go ahead. So back in the, <laughs> uh, I forget what summer was. I think it's 2015. I want to say they're like, you know what? You know who we need? Rajon Rondo. So they decide they're going to clear out cap space. They clear out Chuck Hayes. They clear out um, Jason Thompson. They clear out. There's one more guy, Nick Stauskas. They clear yeah. him out. Sauce Castillo. Billy's like, hey, we'll take him. But you got to give give us like a pick swap down the road. They're like, done. Sounds good. Lock it in. Sure enough, you know, it, it ends up, the pick ends up going down. But yeah, they, every single year. So Leaf fans out there, look, it's yeah, bad. We're not that okay. Bad. I know. It's bad, but it ain't that bad. It's pretty bad. All right, Rob. I, I think I've planned. A really fun podcast today. All right, I'm ready. So I, I want to touch on the general NBA topics quickly. All right, we'll do, you know, a little bit of time on that. But then I want to get to the draft lottery, and I got a little game for you at the end. Cool? All right, I'm ready. All right, get your blanket, get ready. Oh, you know I got a blanket. The Phoenix Suns talked shit to Luca, got tough when they were up, and then Luca buried the Phoenix Suns. I don't even like how you started this. First of all, it, it's sports. They're allowed to talk shit. I can't believe people are getting mad about dudes talking shit during well, they shouldn't a get series. No, no. No, they're like, you can't talk shit to them. You can. Just do it and, at your own peril. And second of all, yeah, nobody, if you talk shit when you're losing, you're an idiot. The second you, like, of course, Luca's little quote about everybody talk is tough when they're up. Duh, you yeah. know how stupid you look? When they do the, when you're like in somebody's face and they don't even acknowledge you, they just do the the little point to the scoreboard. Duh, yeah, don't talk shit when you're getting killed. Uh, well, they didn't kill them. Oh boy, did they not? That dude Luca is so fun to watch. Um, I can't wait for you guys to turn on him. I, I'm I'm so ready for it. He's in the darling stages of where like the national media can't get enough of him, and. It, Rightfully so, but it happens to everybody. It, oh, it, it is on Giannis's ass now. 
It is on its way this summer. And Luca's probably about, I know this is you guys' pod and I try not to say these things on you guys' pod. You, I, uh, go ahead. Luca's got an extra summer because he's white. The league cannot wait. To, they are so happy to have a white face out there killing. But, by the way, you can say any of that shit you want on here. Like, it's, I, I also love that your tone here versus your own podcast. I, I find it hilarious. But we can save that for another conversation. You mentioned Giannis. This is actually one of my topics. So let's quickly touch on it now, and then we'll, we'll get back to Ian's thoughts on the series. I actually think no one's killing him, which I find to be crazy. If this was LeBron or Wade or Kobe or any of the other greats that lost to that Celtics team being up 3-2, he would be being destroyed in the media and he's getting a free pass. No one's talking shit about him right now. And I want to know why. I know I have a feeling why. Ian, I can't hear you for some reason if you're talking. Can you hear him, Rob? No. Yeah, I can't either. So because, I want to know why. Because he broke the record for total points, assists, and rebounds in a series. I mean, at some point, this just stops being hard. He is, he, I mean, he was basically averaging a 40 piece. So like, what do you want from me? Right? Like, look, here's the thing. Here's the thing we got to remember about Giannis. Giannis made a, a dumb coach and a dumb front office look good last year, flat out. And that organization just has not made good decisions. And But because Giannis is such a supernova, it just doesn't matter, right? Like, I love Drew Holiday. I think Drew Holiday is a top four playoff guard, right, as guys that I want in the playoffs. But for what they gave up for someone like him, and it, ham- it, 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 it hampers them to do things now, the Grayson Allen trade, the Grayson Allen signing, the – for some reason, giving up Dante Tivincenzo to That's not play Serge Ibaka, which, which by the way, we crushed on this podcast. Yep. Okay, okay so that's the one I was waiting for. That one, because- of course, going to get Javon Carter and then not playing Javon Carter. But, but LeBron James led a Finals in every statistical category: points, rebounds, assists, blocks, steals. LeBron and James is the greatest still, basketball player to ever live, and he so still like, got he still got killed. I, I'm just shocked that no one. There's not even like a like a Skip Bayless or a Colin Coward isn't out there being like, well, you know what? Giannis just got lucky last year. This is who he really is. Did, did I, anyone sh- kill like, LeBron I, in the JR year, though? I don't think so. And if they did, they're stupid. He always well, LeBron killed. gets killed for a reason that Giannis hasn't reached yet. Part of the reason fans kill LeBron is because Michael. Ian just called him the best basketball yeah. player of all time. And then there's a Michael Jordan. There's another yeah. side that has to kill LeBron by saying, no, Michael Jordan's the greatest. So he didn't do that. Like if Giannis gets to that level, like where he's in that conversation, which he has such a poor game skill wise, but like you look at his basketball. Let's, no, 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 no. We're not going to be disrespectful. We're not going to be disrespectful. Giannis retires today. Yeah, no, Giannis no, no. His retires today. Is impeccable, impeccable. But as a basketball skill, Kevin player, Durant, Kevin Durant's a top ten guy. He's not going to sniff Giannis in the top ten by the time. And this if is we over. ever really talked about, yo, who's better at basketball? You couldn't fix your goddamn face to say Giannis. Okay, but the thing is, Rob, you just like. But there's watching- more. You know, you know it. There's more to it than that. And part of being a great basketball player is living with the decisions you make. And Kevin Durant. Who, by the way, I adore. I love, first of all, his game is impeccable. I love him as a person. 
I love that he claps back at people on Twitter. I love Kevin Durant. Okay. But part of, part of what affects your legacy as a great basketball player is the decisions that you make. LeBron decided I'm going to jump around four teams, whatever. Okay. He made that decision. Kevin Durant decided, you know what? I'm going to leave the best basketball situation ever so I can play with my guy Kyrie and people can love me in Brooklyn, even though they got no fans. Wait, they slayed, they slayed him for now it's the best basketball situation ever. But before it was the worst basketball decision ever. Like for somebody that claps back at the media, it's clear that yeah, but people has who dog thought ears. that why should we respect the people that think that? No, if, no, no, but if Durant I want to go play. Ears. He hears everything. Like, that's why he claps back. Of course. So, like, course. him getting out of Golden State, he might have really been like, yo, this situation is crazy, and I love it, but they're not respecting my championships. I got to go elsewhere. I understand, and that's fine. Okay, but anyone who killed him for going to Golden State and does understand that someone may want to leave Oklahoma City to go play with a bunch of great friends of theirs and live in the Bay Area, does anyone who can't understand that and make $30 million, anyone that can't understand that, doesn't deserve to be part of the discussion in that general. Is, hold on. By the way, I miss both of you. This has been straight fire for eight minutes. But that's, they, that's, let me get back to the Giannis thing real but, quick. One, the one reason second. we're not killing Giannis, Sean, is because – because you asked. I'm going to answer uh, yeah, the question. Yeah. The reason we're not killing Giannis is because we still can't fucking believe what we're seeing. I, and because I, all that he, I'm he, saying, went from, he went from a Bruno Caboclo-level prospect. Two years away Bruno Caboclo-level prospect. Away. Okay. Bruno's still two years away. He went from that level of prospect to the like a supernova best player in the league, gonna finish as a top six guy all time level guy. And that is just completely inconceivable. LeBron James is the best player on the court every court he's been on since he was eight years old. This guy was in the media when he was 15, back before the internet. Okay, he was the number one pick in the draft. It's just a different game. Okay, so again, I just asked the question. I don't believe, just to be fair, I don't believe he should be bashed. Like, they didn't lose because of Giannis. Uh, let's let's not, let's keep that society. Hold on. Except for in game seven, or he, he gets he gets a walkie McWalk walk for that too. What? Was, when he had, like, when he had like 20, when he had 26 and 20? Why is your coach still playing Grayson Allen, Rob? Like, I'll be honest, I, I can't coach, do everything. Greg, Look, all right, all right, all right. We're moving on. We're bag. moving on. We're moving on. We're done with the Bucks. This wasn't even supposed to be a Bucks thing. Giannis should not be killed. I just wanted to ask the question. I believe that Ian is right in the sense that uh, because he he was not the number one overall pick with all this accolades ready to go, he came up from the 15th overall pick. Yeah, Ian called him a made-for-TV movie. And the blind side in Milwaukee. <laughs> we still can't believe it. And we can't believe it. Rob is right. Kevin Durant is objectively more appealing to watch play basketball than Giannis. No, no, doesn't no. Mean, no doesn't no, mean he's not better. Just better to watch. He's no, no, no. I, no I don't beat him in a series then. I, I don't agree with you on that. I agree that he is more appealing to watch. So let's move they on. beat him in a you series. Know, they've you had one series. Since How did he go? One, and it went seven, and Durant was the best player on a team with uh, with hobbled players. And if Kevin Durant wears a size 14 instead of a size 16, if we're I talking about one, one more of the greatest shots in the playoffs ever. I can't hear this about, oh, he brought Brick Ross in as his teammate. He made that call. He was part of the decision-making process. If, you, if you're upset that you're saddled with fat, injured Brick Ross, you made that call. You got to live with that. It's so different the same way we do with Westbrook and LeBron. Wait, wait, but you got to live with this shit. But you can't have it both ways. You can't kill the players when they're involved in the front <laughs> office and then kill the Bucks front office for sucking and Giannis not saying anything. I mean, do you think Giannis is 
do you think he's part of every decision they make? Because I've never heard that or read that anywhere. I'm not saying he is or he isn't. Well, but I, I haven't think read that, that that's a little bit different from, I think that might be more of an international thing. Yeah, but like now, do- okay. But now who's playing both sides? All right. What are you, what are you doing? You're All right. For? All right. Let us go. You know what? Let us go. Just like, no, we got a lot of shit to cover. Just like the Phoenix Suns, they don't even get to show up for this podcast. So just like they did in game seven, they don't get to show up here. So we're not going to circle back to them. Let's get to the Celtics and the Heat. Wait, Sean, one thing. Sorry. We can't, I understand we skate by Phoenix. What Luka Doncic just did, like museum level. Okay. And if Giannis didn't exist, Luka would be the best player in the league. Right. If only Luca came in to camp in shape, he didn't have to play his way into shape. The reason he's so great in the playoffs because he's finally in shape. If he came in to camp in shape, this guy would win the MVP literally every year. I want to rebut this, but like that that dude is it's the truth. There's a reason. I'm just in a mood to argue with Ian, but I think that dude is special. It's like it is like. It's because this is not a coincidence now. He's not just one of those guys who's like bulletproof in the playoffs. Okay. And maybe that's part of it, but it's because he's in shape. He's in shape because all he does is drink beer and have hookah in the summer. But in the winter, at least he's playing. Okay. This is what I'll do. Ian, I'm muting you. I will mute myself. Rob, you get one minute on the Phoenix Suns, Devin Booker, your guy, and Chris Paul. Go. All right, um, Chris Paul is absolutely one of the 10 best point guards that's ever played the game, and 10 is probably a way too high number. Um, Pat Beverly is drunk. Pat Bev is Pat Bev is drinking like he won the championship. <sighs> yes, he can be gimmicky, and I do think Pat Bev shined a little light on, like we've heard that he grinds teammates down and they get frustrated, but it seems that he may be doing that around the league. Like there might just be people who are sick of how he does things, but to downplay his greatness is, is borderline preposterous. And he might just be at the point where, I wish he would do the Kevin Durant thing. Kevin Durant gave this big speech one time about how he'll never really score 60 in a game. He'd rather score 36 for a week straight. I think he actually said this on like Bill Simmons podcast. Sure. You love that Ian, but Chris Paul seems to be doing the opposite in the playoffs. Like he'll have like a giant monster game where he doesn't miss. And then he has two poopers like Durant is talking about hey I'd rather just be consistently at a really high level instead of a breakout game and then some duds in the playoffs we saw Chris Paul get to the highest high we've seen what was that game uh five where he didn't miss in the first round and then congratulations you beat up New Orleans and then in game CJ McCollum guarding you three and four strenuous it doesn't matter who's guarding you not missing is still not missing like you have to shoot, you shoot the ball from twenty five feet. You still need to make it. I mean, were they, shot, Ian, playing, shut up, let him. Were finish. they playing JV and drop coverage? Just saying. I'm just saying that he seems to be at a point where he might be able to do a big game, but then that takes it out of him. And that I we saw a lot of that in games three and four. This is the point god, and we're talking about a point where he had thirty two turnovers in the last forty or in the last ninety six minutes of basketball. 
shitting me? They like, choked. he was just throwing they, that bitch away. They choked. There's no two ways to put it. They choked. And I love that you got a minute on the Suns. You took three minutes, and a minute and a half of it was on Pat fucking Beverly. So, by the way, he's, we're meeting Chris, people, and he's been we, awesome. We have to. He's, For five he, years, Chris Paul, Kyle Lowry is who we wanted Chris Paul to be. For five years or longer. We've just we've just lived in this fantasy where we look at 16 and 10 and we're like, ah, Chris Paul, look at him making guys better. And it's just like How Kyle Lowry's been this Chris the Paul? whole time. How are you guys like I don't get that? Anyways, so Ian, we, okay, go ahead. We'll let Ian, go. we, we gotta get to the other two. I'm Ian, ready. Ian, Celtics Heat. Let's we all agree. We had this, we all had the Celtics come into the series, or did you have the Heat Rob? I was I really torn. I think the Heat just don't have anybody who sucks in the rotation. Like, like some of the, I love Peyton Pritchard. I love what he did because I've been watching him since before Oregon. Like he used to play in the Nike hoop summit with like the local guys and like him turning himself into an NBA player at the beginning of that was mind boggling. Sometimes he gets out there and I'm just like, these are minutes that you just want to burn. And I don't think the heat have any guys like that. And apparently Jimmy Butler is, a super saiyan once it's playoff time. But coming into the series, did you have the heat? I think I had the Celtics because I'm a sucker for Tatum. Yeah. Okay. So we all had the Celtics. So then Ian, I posed this question. What from game one made you think that the heat are going to win this series? Was it something that they did or something that the Celtics didn't do? Nothing. You still think you still got Celtics? Yeah, they're going to, I think they could, I think they're going to win three straight, go up three, one. Miami will take five. Celtics take six at home. I, I just think that, you know, we're all freaked out about Derek White because his wife's having a kid. Has anyone else been watching? I mean, Brad Stevens gave up two first-round picks, YOLO'd for Derek White. It may not even matter. Like, that trade is such an abomination, and it may not even matter. That's how good Boston is. And, you know, you talk about guys that don't suck. I don't necessarily disagree. And like, hey, maybe Victor Oladipo and Dwayne Dedman, maybe that gets you excited. I mean, it doesn't necessarily get me excited. It doesn't help that they have 18 million a year of Duncan Robinson just rotting on the bench. But, you know, <laughs> you I just don't, I don't believe, hey, I love Duncan Robinson, Michigan guy. That's my guy. But I don't believe that when the going gets tough, that Miami is going to be able to get buckets. And like when you're at home in game one, and the other team's coming off seven game series is one thing. But when it comes time to get buckets, I love Jimmy. So without Kyle, it's a lot of miles on him. And I also think that Boston has too much size, too much usable size, right? In their front court, Tatum, Horford, Williams, Tice is gross, Grant Williams, like they are, they're just big. And Jalen Brown is a big guard. I just, I don't know that Miami can hang with that for seven games. Rob, outside of the Celtics get back Al Horford and get back Marcus Smart, what do they need to change? So Ian made a point and I just want to jump back to it. I think Bam is super duper important in this. And I think he needs to be a better offensive player than he's been. So Ian said that he doesn't think that the Heat can get buckets. And I think a lot of that depends on, hey, is Bam going to be like 18 to 22 a night? And then Ian brought up the Celtics have usable size. Like these are all Bam questions. Like if the Heat want to win this series, I think they need more out of Bam. 
if the Celtics want to win, I just think they need to do like Al Horford has found the fountain of youth in the playoffs. Sure. He's been spectacular. Crazy. And then Marcus Smart is really good. Like they played down two men on the road or after a seven game series. Like that, if this was the regular season, we would call that a schedule loss. Yeah. Yeah. And 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 by the way, like, you know, I love PJ Tucker. If if he had a bandwagon that someone could drive, I would offer to drive it. Okay. I love PJ Tucker for a variety of reasons. There's just a lot of PJ Tucker. You know what I mean? Like, there's a lot of PJ Tucker. He's 37. Like, there's just a lot. He's a that lot. old. Yeah, it's a lot of PJ yeah, Tucker. And like, wow. I get it. Like, you go get him so he can, you know, be physical and like be a, dick, be a dick to guy like a guy like Tatum. But I mean, when when the rubber meets the road, it's gonna need to be. We're probably gonna need to see some Bam on Tatum. And I think when. That was gonna be my point because you're because asking, I think you're you asking need a to give lot. Tatum you need to give Tatum size, and you know Bam has possessions where you're I'm like there's no screw Gobert screw Marcus Smart screw anyone who thinks they they even remotely play in the same defensive pool as Bam and I think he he may be in an island of his own and he may be have to be the Tatum guy when well, you may have to play that Grant Williams role. you're asking a lot of Butler. For if, sure. if you don't help, right? Because he has to be your main your main guy on offense. Like you're not going to get a Gabe Vin- Gabe Vincent game again, you know. And I know this was mentioned on other podcasts, but and Ian, you you say this all the time. It's like these role players, like a Vincent, is not going to be the same when he goes to, to the Garden versus when he's right. So beat me. So you want to beat? I said this in the first round with Philly. You want to beat me, Danny Green? I love you by all means. Yeah, shoot bombs away. Uh, the Bucks use that strategy. Beat me. We'll leave you guys open. The, the problem. Yeah, the, the difference is, is that Boston, Boston was at home. Has no, no, no. Well, one, Boston was at guys. home. Boston was also at home, and Grant Williams um, called Jalen Brunson and said, "You could order one but, of those." But, but Rob, if I give you, and and I'm an, you're an NBA player, okay, and I give you enough warm up jumpers, you're gonna make more than you miss. I don't care. I like unless you are like completely inept, you're going to make more than you miss. And that's what he did. I thought you were throwing the Ben Simmons lob there. No, no, we're not, we're not discussing Ben Simmons on this podcast. And by the way, it's not because I think he was faking. I'm just tired. Well, that makes one of us because I think he's faking in a little bitch. Okay. I mean, he had back surgery. Is Jalen Brown a little bitch? I no, no, no. Of, I find him one of the most frustrating players in the NBA. It's just like just oozing talent, and he should be just, he should be an All NBA guy. It's I feel like him and Tatum struggle to get a get a rhythm together. Like they're basketball players, and there's it's a long NBA game, and there's enough possessions that both of them can go, but that doesn't make it the most natural fit. You know, they're like two dudes who want to do the same thing. If if I was Boston and like I wasn't playing the Heat, like could I turn? Can I turn Jalen Brown and some picks into Jimmy Butler? I think the age difference is too much. Yeah, you're not getting, you're not, you're not sweetening that deal. I, I, the reason that I bring it up is, as a as a guy who watches the Raptors play the Celtics a lot, Ugh, it's the worst. We always expect Tatum to be great. When Jalen Brown is bad, the Celtics are bad. When he's making shots, they are petrifying. And 
it's it just feels like he just he kind of comes and goes as he pleases. And for a guy that good, that that bothers me. So I think that he's actually gonna be the key to this series. Because if you have Tatum and Brown both going and making the, making the Heat work on defense to cover both of them, I don't think the Heat have the personnel to, to, to deal with that. Not a lot of teams in the league do, but especially this Heat team. Where they need Kyle, they need Kyle's spacing, yes. shot making in a major just the way. Threat, just the threat of it. Yeah, they just need the threat in a major of it. Way. Um, let's get to the other game. Warriors trounce. <laughs> Luca and the Mavs. Again, you kind of mentioned schedule loss. Coming off from Phoenix after absolutely demolishing them. Rob, do we chalk this up to anything more than that? Because, listen, we all we had the Mavs dead and buried. I just two don't think they have enough. Yeah. I think Golden State has too many, just too many weapons. And there's just not enough other weapons besides Luca. Like, what does he need? 55 to just compete because he's got to make up for he's got to compete with Steph Clay and Poole just scoring wise and then you throw in an Andrew Wiggins game like there's like if we did the ranking thing again you might even if you wanted to put Luca ahead of Steph it might get even worse than it did in Phoenix before That's you right. get to. Uh, I, that was, I was going to ask you about that. So go ahead. Before let's you do get this. to it, yeah, let's do. Let, let's do this. So let's you two draft ten players back and forth on both of these teams. Ready? Go ahead, Sean. Or go ahead. Ian. So let's go, Luca. Uh, no, Luca, Steph. Right. This is one, two. Rob, you got third. Um, right now I like Jordan Poole more than Clay Thompson. I would take Jordan Poole. All right, Ian. Jalen Bronson. So you have you would him. Jalen ab- above Clay? Yeah. Okay. Above is, that, is that I would take Dorian Finney-Smith over Clay. Is that problematic? O- over Draymond? Yes. Over Draymond? Ooh, is- Draymond. Yeah, I take Draymond next. You're right. I take Draymond next. I forgot about Draymond. But then, okay, so let's stop this. By the way, I just, I literally my brain. I just realized that I actually heard someone else do this. But so let's not do the whole draft thing. But I think that that comes back to the point you were making, Ian, which is or, or the point you're making, Rob, is Ian is saying. All right, yeah, you get Draymond. Then, it, then I'm probably taking. Then Brunson I get all the. Re- and, I get the rest of the guys. Finney Smith, you know. So, um, you take at- Smith over Wiggins. Yeah, I don't think that's remotely close. I think in their roles, I think Wiggins is just fine, and I think I'd rather have him. I. I, out of Dorian Finney-Smith, I get a far superior so, defensive player. So hold on, hold and, on, and hold someone, on. Finney-Smith, Finney Wiggins, and Clay is who's still, and I guess Dinwiddie are the four that are still on the board. Rank those four. Ian has Ian is going Finney-Smith, Clay, Wiggins, and Dinwiddie. Correct. Rob, you're going to go Clay and Wiggins over the other two. I would probably go Clay and Wiggins comfortably, like team. Team concept matters, though, right? Like around Luca, I need guys that want to that want to guard their head off and play a role on offense. And Dorian yes, Finney-Smith and they, they, wants okay, to catch and shoot open threes and guard. And no one, no one on Golden State outside of Draymond can guard like the EFS. Okay, but like, see, that's the problem. Around Luca, you need those kind of dudes, and it's not like Dorian Finney-Smith is the highest level three and D guy. Like, it's not like he's Mikhail Bridges. Like, they're just not at a high enough level where I think Dallas can beat Golden State. They just don't have enough dudes. The, the talent disparity. He's, like, cl- he's closer to, to Mikael Bridges than you think. 
one of the biggest storylines coming into the series was who's going to guard Luca. Rob, um, did the Warriors answer that question by saying three players and one of them being Draymond Green? Yeah, that's how you should guard him because those other <laughs> right. can't. But like besides Brunson and Dimwitty, none of those other guys can put the ball on the floor. And I find that Brunson and Dimwitty really struggle to get rhythms, like particularly when Luca's really going because he does play that James Harden ball dominant style. It's hard to be. It, it's great when you're uh, Reggie Bullock, a catch and shoot guy, or Maxi Kleba, or uh, a rim runner like Dwight Powell. But like, if I need to dribble the ball to get in a rhythm, those kind of players can be really tough. That's why I think like it's always been his game. But I think the utilization of Jalen Brunson's post up game has been super critical for them, particularly against Phoenix, because it doesn't necessarily take the ball out of Luca's hands from a dribble creation standpoint. I would just like to point out that Finney Smith shoots more threes at a better percentage on, I'm sure like a million times less usage than who Dorian Finney Smith and Bridges. Oh, Bridges. Uh, I, I wasn't. And sure there's either. not a world where you would ever fix your face to tell me you want <laughs> Finney Smith over Bridges. I mean, did we just watch Bridges in that Dallas game in the Dallas series just completely disappear? You thought Finney Smith was some sort of world beater, or he made open jump shots off of Luca penetration, and uh, Bridges has the same. I'm building a team. What do I need? Off. And dunked on. <laughs> I'm building a team. What do I need? You need Mikhail Bridges. Do I? Because the guy who had Doran Finney-Smith moved pretty far. And he would probably rather have Mikhail Bridges. And I also think Mikhail Bridges, as a roamer, elite defensive player. I'm not sure. I think the on-ball stuff, we may have overrated a touch. Or Luka's really, really good at basketball. Luka's the second best player in the league. All right. Finals picks. Really quick. We're one and a half games in. Boston, Boston, Dallas. Boston, Dallas. Oh, you're really drinking this Finney Smith Kool-Aid. I <laughs> see the thing that's going to hold me back. Nah, is he's that back on fate. the pod and he's drunk. No, yeah. He's no, drunk for his pod back. <laughs> he's on say, that Pat know, Bev stuff. First, first of all, I bet I bet both Dallas and I bet Boston. Um, but you I gotta, also you think. You got to stay with your bets. I, no, no, but I think in all honesty, the most important player in the series is Draymond. Right. Like if he can do, we haven't seen peak, 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 peak Steph in a while. Right. And I think that part's mildly concerning. But I think Draymond doing his crazy thing where like he's guarding like crazy and doing his, you know, I may mess around and make the Hall of Fame thing on like less than double digit points per game. I, I then I think Golden State could have the edge. But unless I get elite Curry, I'm not getting elite Thompson. I get one good game, one bad game out of Wiggins. I, I'd probably just rather have Luca. And I also think that Monty Williams got coach of the year, but it should have been it should have been either Udoka or Kid. What Kid's done is he's totally changed everything. I, so I understand that the the betting world is against me, but I would say Boston Dallas. Well, you didn't bring up Jordan Poole, who's only smoking everything moving. Okay. Um, okay. You're just going to revisionist history, give J. Kidd the award? I love, by the way, it's I love Jordan se- Poole, Michigan guy. Okay. It's a, but it's a regular season award. But like, because of a playoff thing, 
And, and so, also, real quick, these let me ask you, so let me ask you conference things are nasty. These uh, awards they're given for those, those are nasty. 2020 bubble. Heat play the Celtics. I think it's game five, game four. I can't remember. Tyler Hero goes off for 37. Okay, we coined it the Hero game now. Is Jordan Poole giving me better than that? And if he is, then I get one pool game where he swings the entire thing. So, like, I get the pool stuff. I love Jordan Poole, right? Quite frankly, we probably missed him in the draft. But I just think with those one-way bombers, you only get so much. And I think the thing I like about Dallas is that their bombers do both. I... I can't believe you brought a, a hero pool comparison here. No, no, but like the thing are about, they not who are they not the same player? No, no, they're the exact same player. No, no, they, they are um, the exact same player. Are what you, have you seen from Tyler Hero? You don't see from Jordan Poole. Like Jordan Poole, a, a, a guy who Jordan. actually a sure. guy who actually tries on defense, who can who actually can run an offense when Steph sits. If you, Tyler Hero if you think just Jordan pulls Poole up. Is giving you anything on defense, I don't know what to tell you. He gives more than Tyler fucking Hero. Well, you obviously didn't just see Tyler Hero send Marcus Smart's shot to the moon. Oh, They're pinned it on the backboard. The yeah. gang is back. I just got to right. like look. I look. I look. I get it. I like. I love Jordan Poole. I love them at Michigan. And everything else. I love Jordan Poole. Right, but like the evidence that we've seen is that these swing guys. The pools, the heroes, right? Those type of players, the hot shit, like the, the 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 firecrackers off the bench, they give you one game. Okay, so I get one pool game, so that puts me at two nothing. So Golden State definitely has an advantage, but when you're going to get a pool game, I know I'm getting a forty and fifteen from Luca at some point, if not all of the games. Oh, it's, well, it's not going to be a sweep. Like Luca's going to win his share of games. I got Warriors in six, and. I'll stick with my Celtics in seven. So, um, so I got that, but I would, the NBA wins no matter what uh, matchup we get. Yeah. It's a great, it's a great four yeah. group, group of four. For sure. All right, Rob, you're on here. Yeah. Jordan Poole. Here we go. Here we he's, go. He's 19 a game in these playoffs. Like that's healthy. I'd imagine we're not, is there a second Mav that's at 19? Brunson. Uh, Brunson. Brunson. Brunson would be a nice. I don't know. There's some duds in there. There's there's yeah, also there's some also big some forties. <laughs> there's some explosive <laughs> ones. But like, I think Jordan Poole is he's just valid. Like he's here to stay. I don't think he's a swing guy. I think this is just like a genuine like real X factor in this series. I don't think he's a swing guy either. But while we're jumping up and down for 19 points a game, OG Ananobi averaged 17. Oh my god! In the Raptors, the Raptors. series. No, I'm just saying. Let's no, put this I, into perspective I, I, a little bit. That's fine. It's fine. Okay. It's fine. Brunson's at 22.8 points a game. Okay. Uh, all right, Rob, we don't know anyone who watches as much college, back, college basketball as you do. So the draft lottery happened. Here is how it plays out. The top 10 is the Magic, Thunder, Rockets, Sacramento Kings, hilarious, Pistons, Pacers, Blazers, Pelicans, Spurs, and Wizards. So it seems that there's a consensus top three, right? Chet, Paolo, and Jabari. Yeah. Those are the top three, right? That's your, that's your fourth, top tier. Okay, Sharp, or are you going with uh, the other kid? Jaden Ivey. Ivy. 
Ivy. Ivy. Okay, so you think Ivy should be in in the top? Jaden Ivy is in that tier. Okay, okay. So kind of like last year where there was the four, Mm -hmm. you got you got him in the four. Okay, that's fine. That's fine. So then let's talk about the top four. If it's up to you, actually, let's let's spin it the other way. How do you think it plays out now with the top four being the Magic, Thunder, Rockets, and Kings? Who are each of those teams? Too early to, to <coughs> write it into stone, but just draft it out. How just early? Who, where out. are they going? Let's draft right, it. So this is not who I would pick. Yes, but I think Holmgren is the first overall pick. Okay. I think Sam Presti is doing dances all over the tables, dropping into two. Yeah, and I think the problem that I liked what I saw from Wendell Carter. Like, I don't know. Like, is he? Like, is he the fifth starter on a playoff team that's going to go and do some things? Like, can he be like, it's funny, you know, I know KOC mentioned this, but, you know, his draft comp was Al Horford and, Mm. you know, that's who we kind of wanted him to be. Right. Um, So could he be that as like the fifth starter? I I don't know. Um, I think they're going to pay Bamba, which I don't love. You do? Now, by pay Bamba, I mean, you're giving him nine to 13 i mean that's not nothing so i mean i think if you believe chet is generational who gives a shit about wendell carter and mo bamba and robin lopez and any other bigs that you have there if he's the guy he's the guy but you know we're looking at a team with i think i'm not going to count cole anthony because to me he's a bench guard that that guy is the prototypical bench gunner that's what he is so we're talking jordan suggs we're talking Suggs, Wagner, um, Carter, Ongram, and probably Anthony or Marco Fultz. Yeah, Fultz. I know there's Isaac there, but Mega Isaac does he even that play, does he even play basketball anymore? Fuck that me, dude. Oh my god, so, that, that dude can walk. You into know that's traffic. why. But that's why I think, like, if I look at if I'm Orlando and I look at my court and I say I believe that Suggs, Carter, and Wagner, obviously are long-term pieces. Well, then I want to build around that group. So if I believe Wagner, if, if I believe Carter can play with Chet, I got to, I got to do that. Otherwise I'm going Jabari. Cause but I want to well, hold on. And shooting. We're talking about who we think is going to go, not who we would pick. We're going to oh, get to that. Then, yeah. I think it's going to be Chet. I think it's Chet too. I don't think, I this, think this is, they made this dude out of a lab for what the Orlando magic front office yep. would want. Right. So then that would drop to Oklahoma city who is not opposed to having a guy that they think is their guy and saying, fuck everyone else. So Rob at number two, is it Paolo or is it Jabari? To me, it's Jabari. Yeah. Like I just, I, it's gotta be Jabari. And can and for a situation with two table setters, like SGA and Giddy for a guy coming from Auburn who had me playing point guard, like that's the perfect situation for him too, right? Yeah, it's That's, perfect for him, especially because he's going to need time to develop off the bounce. But like with two dudes that can really pass the ball and create space, elite jump shooter. Yeah. Like, and at some point, you got to start building your team. Like I get all the picks and everything else. Poku. But some point, some point, you got to start building your team, right? So like keepers are SGA and Dort. That's your backcourt. Then I go Giddy and Jabari. That's my front court. And then I can literally take the 17 first round picks I have left or the for any center pick. I want. You have the 12th pick in this draft. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I mean, yeah, maybe it's Mark Williams there. That's what I was going to say that, yeah. you know, and I think, 
So if again, they come away with Jabari and Mark Williams, just throw the A plus on now. So then yeah, it's I, so then agree. you got your lineup would be uh would be SGA, Giddy, Dort, Dort, and then Jabari and Mark, Mark Williams. Williams. Yeah, and t- and gobs of cap space. Yeah, and if they and if these kids aren't panning out, you still have a million other cracks at the egg. Yeah, but you right. can play I them agree. all immediately. And um the only way I pivot is if Emmett I Williams. really believe that Bancaro is like if I believe Bancaro is who Pat Mahomes? Yeah. If I believe <laughs> I, he is the pause, generational pause. guy. I watched that live. I had to turn it off. It was one of the most uncomfortable moments I've ever witnessed in my life was the F1 announcer. And I watch him every week, but I can't remember him running over. Patrick, 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 how are you doing here in Miami? What are we doing? Are you guys enjoying us? What's the time going? And then he's like, all right, Patrick, thank you. He, Paolo's like, who's Patrick? He's like, oh, you. He's like, no, I'm Paolo Bancaro. <laughs> so I think the only way they take Bancaro is if they believe he is the generational prospect. So, like, I think the same way we all viewed Cade last year, like, if I have that guy, like, if I believe Bancaro is at that level, then I think you say screw it and just take it. Because whatever it is, SGA, I believe, is fringe all-star guard. Dort, good starter. Giddy, I love, 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 love Giddy. Like, if you believe Bancaro is that guy, all those other guys outside of Giddy, you can you can move off of. And it's and Bancaro's I, I don't know that's going to affect franchise. At, 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 in the NBA, right? Yeah, he's a I think they four, both will be. He's a four or five, but he's just. Oh, you don't think Smith? You don't think Smith at six ten is going to play center? Oh no, no, no! Uh, Smith's going to play both forwards. Yeah, um, both forwards. He'll be a six ten small a four. forward. I think I think Jabari is a four. That's what I see. Okay, I also I think, think he'll he's play. A four. I, he'll play I think he'll play both forward spots because he's a lot more wing than sure. than big, right? Than big. And Ben Carroll's probably the same. Ben Carroll's going to play four five and one. I think he's a little That's, bit yeah. more post up reliant than oh, okay. Like he can he can shoot it, but I think he's a little bit more post up reliant than you would initially like somebody to be in today's game. Honestly, they would hemorrhage points, but I think Bancaro Sabonis would be fun. I don't think Bancaro will get to four, but I think Bancaro Sabonis would be fun. Okay, so then so we we all have we all think Jabari's gonna go two. Then we all think Pancaro is going three to Houston. The guy, whoever goes to Houston, is in the worst situation. But hold on, just just hold on. We all think Pancaro would go to Houston. Then. Yeah. Okay. So then, but then that's my point. I know that you have Ivy up in the top four, but if we don't think any of them are going to take him in the top four, then why why is he in that tier? That's my only question. Maybe put him in a tier on his own as a as a one B tier. Who's number five? Is Detroit. Or are you asking player? Because you know well, my no, boy. No, because if you're Detroit, butt. how do you take Ivy? I went Killian Hayes. I went Cade Cunningham. They got to go get something different. I, I Honestly, I'd be taking number five in Jeremy Grant and hunting the league and see what I can find. Well, well I think they're out on Hayes, which is sad because I was really yeah, high. I think so. Hayes. I was really, really high on him. Like Kevin O'Connor fed me the Kool-Aid and I drank it. You don't have Shaden Sharp, eh? KOC's got him fourth. KOC might have, like, I'm a big Kentucky fan, and I watch all the high school stuff. Um, 
there were reports that came out that like he had like one of the best verticals in combine history. Maybe he does. I've watched him play enough in high school that he didn't strike me as overly explosive, like a good athlete, but not great. And I haven't seen him play competitively in a year. And right. even then that was high school. And I was looking at this kid as he's a, he's a junior going to be a rising senior. So he wasn't completely on my NBA board. Cause I thought I had more time. So in the, in the top three though, just to recap, we think it's going to go Chet, Jabari, and uh, and then Paolo. Rob, yeah. now I ask you, if it was up to you, how would you rank those three prospects for who you would want to take? Because I know we talked about this before, but maybe things have changed. All right, Jabari is number one. Okay. I just think his his father played in the league. Like, that's pedigree, that stuff that makes me unconcerned about professionalism at times. Unless he wound up in Houston. I might just sell all my Jabari stock if he drops the three and goes to Houston. I think that is a terrible, terrible place for him. I do too. I think it's, I agree with you. I think it's bad for everyone. But because, I, because of their bigs. Unless they took, us all a favor and just trade out of the spot. We don't unless they this. took Ivy. Unless do Ivy a favor for the kids. For the kids. Sure, for I, the kids. No, and look, at the end of the day, right? I mean. Got to care about first, the kids. Fuck First kids. of all, <laughs> I don't think. I think we walk away from this draft. And I think we walk away and like maybe you get like one or two all stars at most. Like I just don't see it, right? Like to me, really? the the best to me, I thought I thought the best college player of the group I thought was Ben Carroll because anytime it was bucket time, it was Palo time. So. Like, I think there's value in that. But, I, you know, Arizona said the same thing about Derek Williams, and he was sort of a tweener guy, too. And, like, tweener, I, you know, we live in an age where tweeners can work. I just don't like it. Like, I don't trust it all the time. So, I think Jabari, at minimum, is taller Bradley Beal. You heard it here first. Rob called Chet uh, Andrea Bargnani. So you heard that here. Would then that make Jabari the LaMarcus Aldridge of that no, draft? Is he the Tyrus Thomas of that draft? Or is he really, really good? I think well, he's... LaMarcus Bra- Aldridge think he's- is really good. Of course he's really good. Like, like that's... It's just not stylistic. I mean, tall jump shooter. Neither of them puts it on the... He just doesn't give me like Aldridge was a real big like he's a tweener. Oh yeah, Aldridge's poor man's Rasheed Wallace. Uh, homeless man's Rasheed Wallace. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Well, we're gonna do a lot more draft stuff. I, I, Rob, I honestly Jeff, just have any think more though, like when you watch when you watch Jabari, like he's super tall. I, I just think you know when I watch Brad Beal, like Brad Beal was like you know pin down run off screens guy, like Ray Allen type. Right. I think the part I mean about Brad Beal is that he's the last guy I remember in the draft where it was like, oh, I'm not worried about that skill. Right. Like with Jabari, like his shooting, I'm just not worried about that skill. And I think that that is very rare. And if that is the skill and that is the size, that's who I'd want at number six, 10 dude that you can that can shoot in today's NBA. And guards and Let's gives go. a shit. Yeah, and hustles. Yeah. One one last thing on yep. the draft. Yeah. 
Jabari Smith is who the world wanted Pat Baldwin Jr. to be. So if you guys don't know, Pat Baldwin Jr. is a former McDonald's All-American. He's like the number two recruit, wasn't he? Yeah, his dad coaches at like UW-Milwaukee or some BS school. And he commits to him while he has like Duke and a bunch of other offers. He was a Duke kid if dad isn't a Division I head coach. He has an injury-plague season. He completely stinks it up. He's entered the draft as well as the transfer portal because they fired dad. He didn't go crazy at the mid-major level, but tall, smooth, jump shooter. And, like, I'm worried that, like, they're all in that same Austin Day mold. Like, oh, yeah, you can really shoot, but please mix it up one time. Rip through and hang on the rim. But, like, I think all three of them are no, this jump shot is so pretty. I'm, I'm going to stick with it. And I want them to mix it up. And I'm really in. I just wanted to throw Pat Baldwin Jr.'s name out there because he's somebody to watch because he's in the transfer portal. He's thinking about the league. And we know that when you've been identified as an elite hoop prospect, that doesn't go away. Like you can have an awful, awful season and still get drafted off of who you were in the EYBL. Michael Porter Jr.? Paging Michael Porter Jr. Um, my well, brain goes to uh, Scal the Messier. Ooh, Scal's a good one. He was the number what? two recruit. Fun fact, okay, when, we took, th- when the Raptors took Jakob Pertle, I was screaming for Scal. You were. when? Uh, no, you were screaming for Scal in the Siakam draft. Yeah, it's the same draft. Oh, sorry. But you at can't nine. call Pertle draft. Pertle at nine and then Siakam at 27. But LeBissier, didn't he go like 28? Masai forever. Masai forever. All right, um, really quick. Anyone who brings a Boston Day on this podcast is welcome back, which is why you are always welcome, Rob Shaw. And I I don't love that we have Austin Day and fucking Scalabissier comps to Jabari Smith, who we all have as number one on the board. No, 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 no. I wasn't saying. No, I wasn't giving him the. No, but you're saying the one thing that's tantalizing. No, no, just the the fact that like once you're identified as an elite player. Like, you can go to college and stink it up, and they say, well, college is a higher level than AAU. But if you stink it up in college, but you killed during AAU like you were a top five guy, you're going to still get picked. That's how Scal did it. Like, if I if I call – if I'm Orlando, and I know they like length and size, so ignore that. If I call – if I'm Orlando, and I call Utah, I'll give you number one for Donovan Mitchell, one for one. Are we calling that in? No, from Orlando's perspective, just because mm-hmm. we still have too many guards. Like that didn't solve well, anything. Okay, Cole's coming better. off the bench. Well, let's let's talk this through. Cole's coming <laughs> off the bench. Okay, that's fine. Suggs is supposed to be your bulldog garter guy. Okay. So if that if you right if you're trading for someone like Mitchell, you're betting on Suggs because you but, need but someone who's to the Suggs. table. Is Donovan now? You're just making him a point guard. Well, no. I mean, Suggs is your point guard. Not I mean, really. isn't that the idea? So, again, if you're trading for a guard, if you're trading for a guard, the expectation is that you believe in Suggs because you're putting a guy next to Suggs. So, like, that's the shit. That is the stuff, quite honestly, I would be hunting, right? Like, you know, whether whether it's Mitchell himself, he just popped in my head as, like, the available guy. You know, the really interesting one would be if you can get off Rudy, um, you know, you. I, I point is, I would just well, use number one to hunt all kinds of guys. All right. Well, it's a nice transition because I got a game. It's going to be a little bit rapid fire. 
Let's play who says no. Let's do it. Let's pull some trades. I went on the internet. Shout out to Brett Siegel, who wrote a, an article regarding some, uh, some off-season trades that we could see. I want your guys' quick opinion on these trades. And tell me, boys, who says no? Let's start. The New York Knicks are looking to trade up into the top four to get a guard. So the Knicks receive Rashawn Holmes and the number four overall pick for Kemba Walker, Cam Reddish, the number 11 pick, and the Dallas top 10 protected 2023 first round pick. Who says that? Sacramento Sacramento or New York? Sacramento vomits on the phone and hangs up. (laughs) But New York is like, call it in now. They get rid of nasty Kemba. Um, It's clear that Tibbs has no belief in Cam Reddish. And then Cam Reddish's family doesn't have any belief in Cam Reddish. Yeah. It's mean. All right. um, And even the Dallas pick, like we're watching Luca, unless he's injured, that Dallas pick is going to suck. Dick. Yeah, exactly. Like unless he's hurt, that pick sucks. And you're okay. So basically it's Kemba Cam Reddish, who was just traded for a first round pick, the 11th pick. And let's say the 25th pick. Yeah. Next year's draft. That's what we're talking about. So I agree. I think that Sacramento says no, but it's Sacramento. You never know. You, uh, you hang up. Well, you you, you like the whole. By the way, if you want number four, great. I want RJ Barrett. Like I need if I'm if I'm doing that, I need a core guy. Okay, what if we add in? Obi Don't say Toppin. Julius Randle. Obi Toppin. No. Why do I need a? Why do I need a? Okay, well, what what about another Knicks first? So now it's three firsts, plus Cam, plus the dead corpse of love somebody though. They they would love I. There's nobody I love at four for all that. Okay, so okay, so we we say no with the current trade, adding a first. We say lost. Sacramento says no. Says yes is what I'm saying. Okay, okay, all right, all right. So good, but because if it were if I'm the Knicks. I just rather use that to go get Mitchell. Ian's going to like this one. The Portland Trailblazers trade Eric Bledsoe, Keon Johnson, and their seventh overall pick in this year's draft to the Detroit Pistons for Jeremy Grant and Corey Joseph. Gentlemen, who says no? If you get a top seven pick for Jeremy Grant, call it in. He is the definition, good stats, bad team. Rob, ciao. <clears throat> and if Portland does that, I can't believe they just hired this guy like Cronin. You're already a mess. You, you're just repeating the same mistakes that dipshit O'Shea did. So I'm cool if I'm. <laughs> I think they both say no. I don't want either of these. Like this. No, is a- I don't either. I, this trade I, just makes me sad. I agree with you. <laughs> like, like, both like, no. like, like both of them are mad at each other. They're like, do you know this guy texted me this? Yeah, I was so pissed. I responded with this, and now we're both mad. Yeah, and like, and then Detroit's gonna end up with like a European, like seven foot five guy. And if, no we, if we look at KLCs, they would end up with AJ Griffin. Ooh, I like AJ. Weird. I'd shoot. rather have AJ than Jeremy Grant. Call that in or Johnny Davis. I, oh, I fucks with Johnny. Johnny Davis has some Devin Booker in his game. Okay, see his confidence. Sean Living, so he's gonna poo his pants. <laughs> he's gonna poo his pants in the playoffs. Oh, he's going to be good for 20 at some point in his career. All right. This next one has two iterations to it. 
Here's, but it's basically the same trade except for one thing. So I'll offer the lower one first. The Philadelphia 76ers send out Tobias Harris, Matisse Thybul, 23rd overall this year, and a second round pick. I say yes. So four nothings. Uh, I say yes if I'm Philly. If I can get rid of all that shit, I'm <laughs> So yeah, I'm giving up nothing. Okay. I, you know what's terrible? Harris and, and a horrible role player and two useless picks. Okay. All right. All right. Yeah, I'm in. Okay. So then, you know what? I'm not even going to say who it's for yet. I'm going to change the deal. Starting. The Philadelphia 76ers are giving up Tobias Harris, Tyrese Maxey, oh, 23rd God. overall, and a 2023 20, second for Bradley Beal and a 2026 20, second. Who says no? Bradley Beal and a 2026 20, second? I think Maxey's going to be better than Beal. Like, but pretty, you, but pretty you quick. get off Harris. No, I get it. I'd still rather have Maxey. And Maxi's price controlled. Like you're going to wind up paying a lot of these. You got to pay fat ass James Harden. <laughs> I'm not convinced Beal's good. No, no, no. But you have oh, to pay fat good. Harden, Embiid, Beal. Uh, the great thing about Maxi is Maxi's price controlled for another two and a half years. Now, if it was Harrison Thibault still, me and Ian would have ran that letter to the damn. Movie. Oh, yeah, of course, of course, of course. Yeah, but Maxi again. There's Any, that look, shows a difference. I'm a Raptor fan. Anytime Thibel was on the court, I was openly cheering. Which sucked because he couldn't play in Toronto. All right, next one. By the Char- way, these fake trades suck. Can we get to a good one? Charlotte, Let's get to my good one. The Charlotte Hornets receive. I'm already bored. Rudy Gay and Rudy Gobert. For Gordon Hayward, Mason Plumley, PJ Washington, and the 13th overall pick. Here's my garbage. Can I have your garbage? I'm just saying Gordon Hayward is the first person to first white person to openly leave Utah. I don't think he wants to go back. <laughs> but he doesn't have a choice. <laughs> nah, he's like, I'm not going back. He, he does the NFL thing where he just doesn't report to camp. Nah, I lived here for too long. I'm out. I think Utah has bigger dreams for Rudy than that. Uh, now, I think they're delusional. If you talk to their fans on Twitter, they think they can get Rudy Gobert for Pascal Siakam. Oh, I love talking to the Jazz fans. They they're think idiots. Rudy is like the second coming. Of- you know what? If you think he's his second coming, then fucking keep him. Okay, so do you not want P.J. Washington in the 13th overall pick for Rudy Gobert? I like PJ Washington. Plus, you get Gordon but Hayward. What, plays. Like at the end of the day, at least with Rudy, I know I have a defensive player of the year candidate. I have a locked okay, in so all-star, so you potential third team all NBA guy. I just rather have that guy than a bench forward and some shit 13th pick in like a so-so draft. Two more, then we'll get to Ian's. Brooklyn calls Milwaukee and says hi. Not Kyrie we, for Drew. We're not doing that. We want to trade you Kyrie Irving. You can pick one of Drew or Middleton. We'll take either. I'll trade you Grayson Allen. That's the best I can do. You can take one of Drew or Middleton. We'll take you either. If you're the Bucks, or sorry, if you, or if you're the Bucks, you say Middleton and Drew are on the table. We want I, we want Irving. Would Brooklyn say yes to either of those players? Doesn't matter. Giannis shuts that down. You guys want to talk about Giannis's involvement? He just went to war with these dudes. He does. He seems to I not agree. fuck with them. Giannis is like, no, me, Drew, and Chris, we want a ring together. Don't touch shit from the, from the, the biggest the Irving defender needs, in the world. Yeah, I, I think the question lot. needs to become not, would you trade Kyrie Irving for another all-star guard? The question needs to become who's the worst player you would accept 
if you're the Brooklyn Nets for Kyrie Irving. Like if the Mavericks called right now and said, I will give you Jalen Brunson for Kyrie Irving. I think the Nets say yes. I don't because of the, the I think if factor. you call, if you Wait, call Brooklyn we, right now, you call Brooklyn right now. Kevin Durant? Yeah, that's the if thing. You, the Durant factor. Like if forget the Durant factor. Okay. No, you, you can't. Durant and Irving run the team. I don't I don't disagree. But I think if you're Brooklyn, you're going to be able to stare at an opportunity and be able to present it to KD and be like, look, man, I'm, I love you, but this makes us better. Right. And like if you called and said it's Dinwiddie, it's Dinwiddie and Dorian Finney-Smith. Like, are you calling that? Like, if you're Brooklyn, you're absolutely having a meeting. That's disgusting. The worst player I would accept for him is probably Bradley Beal. Oh, I would – if – I, if so, if they offered me Jalen Brunson, I would call that in the league immediately. All right, last one. And then you'd be looking at a Brooklyn team with a substantially <laughs> lower ceiling. Yes, I agree. But, like, but uh, I also get a guy who wants to play 80 games oh, and great. participate. Well, that's all. And won't just disappear. They'll be playing 80 games and the season will be over. <laughs> this motherfucker just disappears. What are we no, talking no, they, about? It, no, Rob, they have Ben Simmons. Everything's going to be fine. All right, last one for me, and then Ian can make his case for his trade. Okay? Last one. Wait, is, we have to do one too. James Harden for my dog's shit. Okay, this one's been circulating Twitter a lot. And I know it makes Ian mad, so I'm going to bring it up. DeAndre Ayton sign and trade for Pascal Siakam. Who says no? Masai doesn't even take the call. What do you mean who <laughs> says no? Well, one guy, one guy's going to make an all NBA team. Going to make an all NBA team. Had one, had, was one of, had one of the best forward seasons of anyone ever. We're going to trade that for a guy who couldn't play 17 minutes in a game two game in a game in a game seven of the second round. Pascal Siakam averaged 20 points a game in the finals. It's my favorite thing about Twitter is when other fans are like, oh, they, this trade gets put out there. And then Rob, you read the, the tweets, like the replies. And it's like, no, I wouldn't do that. DeAndre Ayton is four years younger and he's, he's a center and he's exactly what we need. And yet, it's like uh, Pascal Siakam is, is exponentially better than him at basketball. which He's is... way better at basketball. Let me just give it from a non-Raptors fan so yeah. they don't call you guys yeah. homers. Thank you. So Aiton is good. There's things about Aiton's game that bother me. I wish he was more explosive, um, like just catching and finishing and stuff. But more importantly than that. What is Aiton good at, though, Rob? Aiton is uh, – I'm actually getting there. Aiton has, is playing with one of the best point guards of all time. I don't know if Aiton looks the same without Chris Paul spoon feeding him. And then Siakam's already better than him and proven that he can be the second best player on a finals team. Please don't yeah. jump in with your Kyle Lowry butthurtness. I know I, I get it. They were Siakam was the second best player in that series until game six. Agreed. Yeah, yeah, sure. Okay. Well, it only went six games, so like it was a good time to. <laughs> no, I mean the reason the Raptors won Game Six is because Ka- Game Six is because Kyle Lowry exists. No, no, no. Yeah, I get what yeah, you're no, saying. He, he, saying yeah, if he, he gave he me five out of good, five out of six. He definitely, he definitely didn't lock up Clay at the other end, or you know, do any of that. So it's fine. It's fine. <laughs> All right, this is a no. This is yeah. A of no course, it's from... a no. This was a, to make Ian mad and yell. And at Twitter. the end of the day, at the end of the day, too, is that you know. We're about to find out if Rashawn Holmes is a piece of shit or not based on the shit that he did. But if, like, it, are DeAndre Ayton and Rashawn Holmes markably different? Yes. yes. Come on. Yes. Are they, though? Come In what on. way? Yes. Very, there's completely different marks. Jesus Christ. 
restaurants. One of those is fast food, and one of those is like a chain restaurant. Like it's Jesus not upscale. But, but tell me why. We got tell pizza pizza versus pizza nova over here for all the Canadian fans. What does DeAndre Ayton do well? Okay. I don't get it. All right, man. all right. All right, bring us your trade. Ian, you have two minutes. Make your case for your trade. So we can tell I mean, you that both teams say no. 17 and 10. Rashawn Holmes is 14 and uh, is 10 and 7 yeah, on like right. half the minutes. In half the minutes. What team does he play for? Sacramento. Oh, so one Say, of them is playing for a team that has never sniffed the playoffs since any of us have ever had children. It's not his fault. <laughs> but if bag. he was Oh, all right. It's not his fault, but he ain't fixing it. Like Aiden <laughs> is 17 and 10 on a completely brought one up for Sean Holmes. This is so disrespectful. This, this is guy crazy. is back. <laughs> back. He's been keeping these in the tuck for too long. Okay, all right. Would you rather have Jaron Jackson or DeAndre Aiden? See, now that's a real discussion. Yeah. That's a real okay, discussion. Okay, go ahead. Because, Would you rather um, have Brandon Clark? No. See, and now we're back. And I love Brandon Clark. No. Okay, Ian, <laughs> you have now 90 seconds to give your trade. <laughs> I am actually curious about Jackson, though. He can, can we really get to it? No, would you rather have Jackson? But Jackson doesn't play. That's the problem. He gets fouling. hurt and fouling out. He's right. Always <laughs> like if he wanted to play basketball. Yeah, right. It, it depends on the situation. Fucking Rashawn Holmes, this guy. Is there really a difference? 17 and 10 on a 65 win team versus 10 and 7 on the I just Sacramento don't get the Kings. Aiden thing. I, All right, I think the point, I think the point is you're going to have, have to have against Aiden. Bahamians. What's we have against I think them? the point is, oh, man. The Bahamas is amazing. I, I don't think that – I think you're going to get eight – all kidding aside, you're going to get eight at 25, right, or whatever the number is, 30, whatever the number is. I just think I can find that for 15 or or two guys at 13 and eight. I don't. I think I can platoon what DeAndre Ayton gives me. I think that's more my point. Speaking of And by the way, I think that's Rashawn what the Suns – Holmes. No, but I think that's what the Suns think, all kidding aside. I think the Suns think that they can platoon McGee, Biombo, and one other guy – with like a Dwayne Deadman type and yeah. just platoon it. Otherwise, not, why would Masai, the not Masai isn't trading Siakam? Don't worry. Okay. Do you oh, want to do your trade or not? Because no. now you have a minute. Well, look, there are two teams that made the playoffs this year, both made the second round that are sort of going in different directions. What we've seen in Philly is that when Maury got there, he knew he needed to shake it up. And I think what has happened now is that just because of the timing of how things happen. So Ben bails because of the Atlanta series, right? That leads into, well, James may be available. No, no, no. He didn't bail. His back was hurt. Or whatever. Okay, fine. Whatever happened. Okay. Let him finish. We're never going to get the fuck out of here. I'm not Ben Simmons. Okay. But it's just really bad timing. So Maury knows he he has this thing that he has to turn into something. And there's just really not that many guys in the market. And quite honestly, if the Bulls weren't having a good season, he would have traded for Levine. I believe that with my whole heart. Ends up making the Harden deal. Everything explodes. It's terrible. Philly's now fucked. And they ended up, because of the decisions they made, they ended up somehow protecting Tobias Harris, which is now hurting them. For Now your team, you look on the other side, your team like Memphis, you have too many guys, right? You have so much youth. It may even become a hindrance at some point. And I think it hurt him in the Golden State series, to be honest. The fact they kept blowing leads and everything else. If now I don't think Memphis necessarily needs a big, but if if Memphis called and said, 
John Morant for Joel Embiid. What do we think? Both teams say no. I don't disagree, but give me. Let me have and, my side. And both fan bases would burn. Okay, and Twitter that's where I was going to go. That's I would agree. I, was going. I would agree. But let me talk you through it. You're Philadelphia. Okay, you've put yourself in this corner where you've you've started to make decisions now because Joel Embiid's in his prime, and it's the same thing that happened in Cleveland with LeBron. It's like, ah, you know what? Let's go get Shaq. Uh, ben Wallace, let's do that. You know, uh, Joe Smith, okay, let's pay, you know, for that. Larry Hughes and on and on and on. I think Philadelphia now, because of what's happened, they're going to be stuck in this loop, this constant loop where it's like, okay, we well, we can't let James walk. I got to give him 50 million a year. It's Joel's prime. So with this trade, you wipe your hands clean of it. Right. And obviously there's needs to be salary because Embiid makes more than John, whatever. That's what Steven Adams is for. But I, you wipe your hands of this time, this pressure timetable, and you bring in this marketable like behemoth in Ja. And he's the heir apparent to Iverson. He takes over the city. It resets your clock, right? And then if you don't necessarily want to make the hardened decision today, right? You want to. Um, you want to just let him walk and trade Harris and build the other way. Well, if if I find a way to get off Harris and I let Harden walk and Embiid's gone, I have two max slots. I go get Zach Levine. I can go get your guy DeAndre Ayton. There's tons of stuff I can do. And I, and I like my roadmap there. Ja, Maxi, Levine. Like that's a lot of scoring in that backcourt. It also means I can flip. Maxi into something I love even better on the wing, like, like, like your guy, Mikhail Bridges. So if that's Philly, that's your angle. And if you're Memphis, I think it's trading Ja would be a gut punch to particularly in that city who identifies with Ja and everything else. But if the only way I'm trading Ja is if I get a guy who can legit win the MVP and Joel can win the MVP He's a little older than you'd like. But at, at, at 27, 28, he is smack dab in his prime. And you put him around that roster. You know, Jaron Jackson, Embiid, who's scoring on those two? Brandon Clark off the bench, right? Bain, Zaire, Tyus. I just like that team. And I think, again, trading job would be difficult, but I got a no doubter. Can I rebut? Yeah. All right. First, from Philly's standpoint, you're talking about trying to rebuild a championship team. Even though they got bounced in the second round, their window is open now with Joel Embiid. Why are we trading him away to close the window to hopefully be able to get Zach Levine after we flip hard and, and we get rid of Harris and we hope Maxi still improves? Like, your, your window's open now. Tell James Harden, hey, put the bottle of Ciroc down, fat boy, and get on this treadmill Miami style. Like, hey, don't report to camp with less than, with anything more than 7% body fat. Your window is open now. That would crush Memphis. Like, everywhere I go, like, I work with kids for a living. I, I coach. John Morant is the guy. It's very hard for small markets to get people that are the guy with the kids as well as want to be there. Like, he has embraced that city, that style. I completely agree. But at the end of the day, what is this game about? Championship. Philly's championship window is open right now. You want to close it. I can't. And then hope but, we but, can but, na- grab two people in free agency. I, because I'm under the gun with Embiid's prime, 
I don't have the necessary pieces and ammunition to build what I need. So I need to, I need to reset without getting bad. But you might get bad. That's yeah, the you, problem. You name because two max slots. If the, you don't get anybody in those two max slots, we're right. You're back Philly. To you're Philly. You have you have John Maxey, and you can't recruit to Philadelphia. Okay, but well, you're talking. Have the great free agent. But, but who? But and who? Who are they recruiting They've this had summer? Indeed, and they haven't killed in free agency. So we're we're talking. We're talking. They're, about, they're, their lineup would be Maxey. It would be Maxey Morant, to Matisse Thibel, Tobias Harris, and Paul Reed. Yeah, but all of those all of those trades that you're just talking about going to get Bradley Beal, going to get whoever, right? Like this doesn't stop them from being able to trade those pieces. No, but right? they still have Embiid, which is that that is the piece for this team. Yes, Memphis. Jo- I, I think I actually think Memphis job job may get first that. team all NBA here, man. I, I understand. I'm, I'm not, I'm not trading him and, for and, 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 No, no, I, but he's just not better than Embiid with the window open now. You in, really in, believe in, that with, windows open? Be honest with the, with the with the position that he plays. That's the difference. Memphis. Do you believe Doc, do you believe Doc Rivers with this team that windows open? Be honest. I think that it's it's more so open no. than Joel Embiid missed the first two games of that Miami series, like, and it still wasn't close. Oh no! When he came back, he, he put and a little bit of life Boston? in there. Like, what are we talking about? Because then, Memf- then Memphis, then, is, the Memphis playoff- is looking at then. Tyus Jones, Desmond Bain, Dylan Brooks, JJJ, and Embiid. Zaire off the bench. I'm still loaded with people. I, again, I know. That's my point. But I still Joel's think... going to break I, down for them because he's going to need to score 40. And I there still... Well, you know, you got Bain there. You got you got, uh, you got got Brandon Clark coming off the bench. You know, Brandon I have, Clark, the I have same gobs guy. Of picks. I have gobs of picks. Young I, players and, pro- and whatever I else. Like I if, I need a, if, if I need a bucket getter... I could trade Joffrey and Bede, and then I can go get Zach Levine. Like, well, this well, why like, doesn't this put Memphis in the same exact spot that Philly's in now? Because Philly, because Memphis has better pieces to, around Joel than Philly does. I also trust Memphis. So front, I also, I also trust Memphis's front office to actually make a right decision Jenkins. around that. So if they just yes. make this swap directly, you think that Memphis would now be closer to a championship? I think Memphis would be the best team in the Western Conference. Okay, so. This is what I, because we got to get out of here. This is what I would say. I still stand by my comment. I think both teams say no. I definitely think both fan bases burn their management team to the That I agree with. Both of those things I agree with. With that said, if, if we were playing 2K22 and we were making this deal, I do think that given the current pieces and in Ian's mind, we're letting, you know, we're letting fatty walk. I do. I do think that Memphis is better after this, but seriously better, but it's, but that's, that's like who's scoring. Like, but who's scoring on a group of Brooks, Bain, Williams, JJJ and beat. No, no, nobody. Yeah, I know. And, but I think, but I also think Philly is marketably worse. I do. Yeah, no, depends you, yeah, what I do. Yeah, okay. Depends what I do with the money. Yeah, okay. You go get Zach Levine. Okay, then you're talking John Morant, uh, Tyrese Maxey. Yeah, uh, then I flip, Zach I fl- flip Maxey. You still I need a, still need a center, but we're talking. You still need to do shit to do that. This they agree. is, but but they have to do shit now. But this is why we have these podcasts. But they have to do. That's less why we Joel Embiid. That's why we are media. 
I love being called media. You know why? For great ideas like this to talk through. So we got to end it here. Yeah, I got to go be a dad. It, yeah. Congratulations, buddy. It was great to have you back. This was one of the most fun podcasts that I think that we've ever done. I'm being your fucking dad for 30 minutes, like trying to get you guys to stop fighting. And as I look back, I wish I just let you guys go because it was extremely entertaining. With that said, we did, I am going to do, this is going to be a two-parter. So I am going to have, the first part will be Ian and I's reaction to the the Toronto Maple Leafs. The second part will be the NBA talk that we had with Mr. Shaw, the pod god. Harry Potter. Make sure you follow Rob everywhere that you check out social media. You get him on Twitter. You get him on Instagram. Follow the Shaw's Law podcast. Rob, thanks so much for joining us. Of course, guys. Fun, fun. We'll see you next time.